There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the dirt off sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory holds like a, a like big theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Mrs. Atom. And this is Mr. Atom. Yes, welcome back to another By the By. Yeah, a weekly podcast where we discuss all things sexy. This week, our podcast is brought to you by fucking. Okay, <laughs> well done. Thanks. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to pimp ourselves out and make you know you know commercials and shit. Uh-huh. So I think if anybody knows of fucking, you know, yeah, everybody likes it. Everybody uses the product or wants to. That's true. Some of us can't afford it. <laughs> so there you go. It's yeah. like it's like a it's like a go to www slash by the by dot com dot au slash fucking. Don't because it does well go ahead, but you're gonna get a four oh four error. Anyway, nerd nerd humor done. <laughs> and welcome. I need more wine or less. I don't know. Uh, I've had I've had half a glass. It's just not doing it for me. Yeah. All right. Maybe a little more. Yeah. Keep drinking. Keep drinking. <laughs> My bottles. I got the bottle right over here behind me. Um, right. So we are in a different location tonight. Instead of podcasting over there, we're podcasting over here. Ooh. I know. And what does that mean for listeners? Well, it means they may have to turn it up a little because we're both sitting a little bit farther away from the microphones because it's comfortable. Um, I'm on the floor. You're on the couch. Yeah. And why are we doing this? Because our dining room table is covered with porn. Yeah. It's kind of really awesome porn, too. So this is what happens. When you have a friend who sadly had a relative pass away, and they go to that relative's house to clean out that relative's house, and they find, I think the term is a shit ton of antique porn. Magazines from the 70s and 80s. I was going to say, let's define antique, first of all. (laughs) Look, I was born in the 70s, so I'm qualifying myself as an antique. If you don't agree with me, fuck you. Anyway, um... So, magazines from the 70s and 80s, we have a few VHS tapes, which I have no idea what we're going to do with. We have a few, we have a Beta Max tape, uh-huh. which was the first one of those I had ever seen. And then, I kid you not, we have a roll of 8mm film that's porn. I'm so excited about yeah. this. We've got an, a cassette tape that uh-huh. is, what was the title? Filthy Sounds. Filthy I Sounds. Think? Filthy Sounds. Yeah. I, I want to find a tape player just to play this while we have sex. I mean. <laughs> or maybe we'll just play it in the background during the podcast. We should totally. Okay. Step one, find tape player. If you know where to source a cassette player in Sydney, Australia, please let us know. Um, oh, and slides. Yes, and we have slides. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when, when your great aunt and uncle used to go and 
I'm they would go to, you know... Pretty sure one of my parents still has a slide projector. The thing. Grand Canyon, and yeah. they would, like, make you watch all the, all the slides in that, like, oddly sepia tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So, I'm so excited. Yeah. So our, our dining room table is currently covered with all of this porn. It's and really kind of awesome. Just to give everybody a reference of, like, how much we're talking about, I would say the box itself weighed a good 25, 30 pounds, yeah. which, like, what, 60, 70 kilos? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's half my weight if porn. No. And, and apparently this was only a small percentage of what there was. Wait, no, that can't be 60, 70 no, kilos. I was going to say it's that. It's the other way around. Yeah. It's the other way around. It's 20 kilos. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I was, I was thinking it's a lot. Was I was going to say it's, it's half my weight because my mm. weight is 69 kilos. I know that because <laughs> 69. <laughs> I really watch my weight just so I can keep it around <laughs> that. Keep it yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the only reason that I like, I'll, I'll get on the scale and I'll be like, maybe I should cut back. And then, so I can go back down to 69. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then times when you're too light, you're like, oh, I got to eat more. Yeah, I got to eat more. Exactly. It yeah. happens. It happens. So yeah. Uh-huh. This muffin top brought to you by me trying to stay at 69. <laughs> All right. I'm pouring more wine for, you know, you listeners at home. That way. That way. That I way get, you, you get funnier. I get funnier. So mm-hmm. the jokes don't get any better. Drink your own wine at home. Right. Um, yeah, so lots of porn. We're going to figure out what we're going to do with all this porn. It's going to be some sort of amazing art project. Yeah. I need to figure out how to decoupage it into a dress for you. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure we can. I can figure it out. I can do it. I can do it. Um, yeah. So what's new? (laughs) What are we talking about tonight? Uh, I thought we would start with this expo weekend. Oh, yes. Because it's been, I guess, two weekends ago now. So recently, we went down to Adelaide. Adelaide! I'm stealing that directly from the dollop, so... Yeah. Gareth, don't sue me. Yeah. They're going to be here soon. They're I gonna know! They're going to be on tour in Australia in October, I think. Yeah, so Gareth, if you do listen to this, um, Angela and I, you can have either one of us or both of us completely. And I mean completely. <laughs> we, we have a little bit of a crush. I just... I love him. He's adorable. He's funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's adorable. He's funny. Anyway. And, and, but we're going to be going to see the dollar. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anybody in Australia, you should look them up. Yes, so. definitely. I think they're going to all the major cities. Yeah, they usually do. So, yeah. Exciting. Uh, yeah, so, but, okay, getting back to topic at hand. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, what are we, like, five minutes into it and we're already, yeah. yeah, okay, cool. It's fine. It's fine. We just scramble. It's all good. Uh, yeah, we went down to Adelaide for Sexpo, which, from my understanding, they have not had a Sexpo in four years. Four years. So it's the, what is it, the Health and Sexual Well-Being Exposition something? I don't know what it's actually Yeah, it's something for. like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what happens is a bunch of <laughs> adorable vanilla people get together and try to, try to talk about fucking. We've got to work on that commercial. <laughs> we really do. I just wanted to see if there's a, I hope there's a German company that's like F-U with an umlaut over it, K-E-N, Fuken. Probably is. It probably is. Yeah. Okay. Back on topic. Uh, yeah. So we got down there on Thursday night. Yep. We were doing a couple of talks each day. Uh, but Thursday, we did not have one. Were they open on Thursday? No, they remember. weren't. It was So normally, Sexpo is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. But because of Adelaide, they cut Thursday okay. short. So there right. was no Thursday. Um, Might have been set up. I don't even know. But I think it was. I think it yeah. was bump in. Yeah. But either way, we, we got there Thursday night. Yep. We had a lovely dinner, kind of just kind of get in, relax, get in the mindset, get in the groove, 
get work off the mind and yeah yeah it was it was nice and then friday we didn't start our first talk wasn't until five fifteen, i think yeah and and the floor oh. opened at noon yeah and so we got there at noon because mm-hmm. i like to get there early lay of the land and we lay had to get our land. badges and all that stuff yes yeah so we got our badges Wandered around, just a quick cursory glance. And I will say, in previous expos, meaning previous being Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne, Mm -hmm. they've always basically been the same. This one was different. There was a lot of companies that I expected to see there that we didn't, Mm -hmm. and companies that I would have never guessed to see that we did. Yeah, companies and escorts, both, that type of thing. Uh, There were a lot of, I'm going to say, quote-unquote, usuals that we had seen at all the other expos, and they weren't there. And at first it was kind of like, whoa, why why are they not here? Where they at? <laughs> yeah. And so there were, there were quite a few that were definitely missed. But at the same time, there were a few additionals that were really kind of interesting, kind of cool. Some local companies. And yeah, it's, it's nice to see that. Yeah. For me, two standouts. There was a, uh, a company that made, I guess the lady made personalized cards or unique cards. Mm-hmm. And they were very beautifully inappropriate. We, um, it's uncouth greeting cards, I think. Yes, I or believe. Or uncouth cards. I think it's uncouth cards, yeah. yes. So she had these wonderful things that you would like put on somebody's car. Uh, one of them was a little like business card size. And all it said was, you park like a cockhead. <laughs> you gotta, I mean, you just love it. So, And there was a, one of the greeting cards was, sorry, I was a cunt. Yes, sorry, I was a cunt, yes. <laughs> I just loved it. You know, you're talking to this yeah. sweet lady, and she's making all these cards, and we fell in love with them almost yeah. immediately. So we bought some of those, and mm-hmm. then another one was a company that made uh, furniture. Oh yes, yeah, where they have our next bed. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. It's a because uh, we've been looking for a bed like this for a while, and we've seen them overseas. But then by the time you ship a super heavy big bed it then is not really worth it cost wise um but yeah so this company they have a bed that basically has uh posters and an upper frame kind of above it but the posters the side bits have holes all the way down so you can kind of screw in um like eye hooks or handles and all kinds of things and and tie people up nicely basically in any configuration depending on height and all of that 100 percent solid steel bed yeah the, the bars across the top are basically monkey bars mm-hmm. i i was be able to hang from them so yeah. we could put like swings you and even did one pull up i did not do a pull up i don't you, think yeah you pulled yourself up between the bars oh i did i did a pull up yeah yes that's my pull up <laughs> for the year baby hashtag sexy fit <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it was uh, it was a beautiful company. Yeah. So it, for anybody out there shopping at home, uh, the company is called Furniture Seduction, and their website is furnitureseduction.com. Yeah, so, but it was really cool because, like you said, it's it's all steel. It's all I mean, it's it's super heavy duty. It's not gonna break. Um, it's very customizable. We can do a lot of different things with it, and we even talked about putting a, a bar up to kind of use part of it as a St. Andrew's cross. Because while he had St. Andrew's crosses as well, for us it's just a space issue. Yeah. Um, we only have so much apartment. Yeah, exactly. Sadly. But yeah, so it was it was really kind of cool to see it and, and just to talk to him and, and see what all we could do with it. And it was a lot cheaper than getting something shipped from overseas. So that's a bonus. Yeah. But that'll be a, an upcoming addition. I say early next year. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Hopefully, yeah. 
Then uh, another company that we that we came across was Little House of Horus. Uh, I love the name. Yeah, a fantastic name. They are HorusLeatherCraft.com if you're shopping at home. We met these guys through uh, one of the local BDSM rope people. And this, they were, their stall was next door to it. Lovely mm-hmm. people. And holy shit, the quality he would take was repurposing and reclaiming items. So mm-hmm. we bought a couple of floggers where the handles had been chair legs or table yeah. legs that he's sanded down, stained. And Wooden then, handles. Yeah. And then the leather that he would use for the flogger itself was also reclaimed. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. And then I bought this badass vest. Yeah. Which there'll awesome. be pictures of eventually. But I think it's it may uh, make its debut at probably a Desire theme night, perhaps. We shall see what happens with that. Yes, yes. And so just I just walked over to get the... Uh, the so I named them properly. In Adelaide, the, the people who sort of mm-hmm. had, were next to, to uh, Little House of Horus was Peer Rope, P-W-E-R, Rope, Adelaide. Yeah. So they do, we, we talked to... Uh, Bossman. Bossman. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's Bossman or Bossman. But I don't know. It, was it has two ends at the end. Yeah. So. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, really awesome dude who gave a presentation on the share stage uh, before us one night and... He, I don't know if he runs Pure Rope or is just really mm-hmm. highly affiliated with them, but really intelligent fella and really nice. And he was doing some of the Shibari shows yes. on the, the fetish stage in the fetish lounge. Um, yeah, he was very talented, super nice guy. He, During his talk, I thought that he hit a lot of really good, very important points. It was just well put together. And then we talked to him for a little bit afterwards and was just really super great approachable. Talk. Yeah. You know, it's it's always funny because people have asked me before, like, well, are doms scary? You know, is it easy to talk to doms? Are <laughs> they are they hard to talk to? And the answer has always been no. They're wonderful. They're wonderful people. And I think it's because yeah. I, I quote uh, uh, Mistress Penelope when, you know, she asks you, how do you want me to make you feel? And, you know, it's it's like that. They They want to be they want to be friendly and happy people as well. And yeah. I think tend they tend to be. I think we just we see them in movies and we're scared of them in the movies. <laughs> so yeah, that that was awesome. Talking to him was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two talks that we did were on swinging one hundred and one, mm-hmm. and then by invisibility and by phobia, which we were kind of excited or by erasure, I should say. Mm-hmm. We were kind of excited to to do that because. I don't think we've ever seen anything similar to that on the share stage. No, that was definitely a new topic for us. The Swinging 101 we do at, at all those expos, and it always gets a good crowd. There's always a lot of people that want to learn about swinging, uh, especially in an area like Adelaide where there is not, as of this moment, uh, an official club there. I know there are organized parties and that kind of thing. But it it is interesting because people always want to learn about swinging. And I did think it was funny that one of the talks... Uh, the person before us was not, they didn't show up. The talk before right. us didn't show up. There was a couple that was sitting there well before yes, our talk, yes. for like 20 minutes before the talk started. And we wandered in, we got things set up, we kind of sat down, chatted with them for a minute, then they kind of went into themselves, and so we went and did our own thing. And as we were getting up to start talking, they left. But they leapt up and like yes. ran away. And I was like, it's not scary. We're not going to force you into this. And, and the lady was like, sorry, we just chickened out. I'm like, but but we're, 
There's no participation required. No, we're just talking about it. One of our slides is on consent, people. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had really good crowd for those ones. We always do. But the bi erasure and bi invisibility one was a new topic. It was something that we wanted to, to try out on the stage and see how it went. We had not done it anywhere before, especially at Sexpo. And it is pushing the boundaries a bit because it, it, Sexpo, let's be honest, is quite vanilla. Yes. And so we wanted to just kind of see how it was received, especially in a place like Adelaide, which is a little bit smaller market. And we didn't know much about the... We didn't know any of the demographics. Yeah, we didn't know any of that. And so it was just kind of one of those, well, let's just try it and see what happens. And I think the first night we were The first of, night was... Wah, wah. Yeah, we were feeling, we kind of bombed. We were we were feel, we only had like three people in there, and we were kind of maybe four people. It was, it was and a people very were getting crowd. up and leaving, yeah. and and it was tough. It's very tough to stay focused when and that's part of you're sort of accepting that yeah. that people are going to get up and come in and get up and go out mm-hmm. while you're speaking. It's it's frustrating, but especially when you're only speaking for thirty minutes, you would think yeah. people could suffer through. But it's. You know, you sort of, that's that's par for the course. Yeah, and it is expo. There's a lot going yeah. on. And th- you're competing with noise and whatnot from the main stage. And and so there's that. But the first night, we kind of floundered through that one. But then we retweaked and redid a lot for the second night. And that went a lot better. That went a lot better. We had probably 25, 30 people for that one. Yeah. And afterwards, we had a couple of folks come up and, and just thank us for doing it. Um, I know one was a bisexual male there. One was a female. And they were just like, we don't see anything like this around here. It's really good to, to see it. Yeah. The, the bi male really got me because he was younger fella. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, looking at Sexpo's list because you guys are the only people doing anything on bisexuality. He goes, the gay and lesbians are, are represented. Of course, heterosexuals are represented, mm-hmm. but no, you know, the bi community and trans community as well, really were not yep. represented at all, which is, I'm going to call him out and say, that's a flaw in Sexpo. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pull up your socks, get your shit together. Yeah. Uh, be representative of the entire community. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see more from the asexual intersex bi and trans Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. it would be awesome and i think some of that has to do with not just the booths and the stalls but talks on the share stage maybe even some kind of an act or a show something on the main stage you know get something up there do something a little different with that so and that's gonna be that's a lot tougher it's a lot tougher and you know it's something that one thing that bugged me is during right before one of our talks there the Usually there's two people that host like MCs MC. of, of Sexpo. But I think there was only one, the same fella, and I can't think of his name, but he's a, a person with disability. He was born without a leg, um, below the knee, I believe. But he's also, I think he's competed in the Olympics or something along that line. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember. He's, he's a, a sports fella as mm-hmm. well. But anyway, he had this, air quotes, wonderful joke uh, about coffee that he said, I like my coffee like I like my women. And he pauses. He goes, without a penis. And I was actually very proud of the audience because no one laughed. It was crickets. It was like seriously crickets. And for the sexpo uh, to be quiet is impressive enough. And I cringed when he said that. And I was like, you know, this right there, that just proves that the person that you have talking to this group of people does not know enough about the subject matter in order to be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, know your know your audience, know your market, and and know what you can both say and get away with, and what's appropriate yeah. to say and try to get away with. So, 
dude, you're not a comedian. <laughs> so yeah, it, all in all, it was fun. Would love to see something like let's a drag queen as the oh, MC yeah. would be epic. Oh, a drag queen you MC know, would be amazing. And it, it pushes some boundaries for the vanillas, but uh-huh. you know, with, with or things, even just a drag show on the stage yeah, at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, I one think, evening do a drag show. You know, they do the amateur strips and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do an amateur drag show. I think yeah. that'd be fun as hell. Uh, and entertaining. Oh and entertaining. God, so and much fun. I think that's sort of what Sexpo needs. Is mm-hmm. it's they're trying to give us Playboy from the 1980s, and it's just stale. Yeah. So. Yeah, they do have a little bit of the fetish stuff with the fetish room and that kind of thing. But, and understandably, it is quarantined away. But at the same time, there's nothing that represents other demographics. So it would be good to see that. Yeah. I do think a, either a drag show or drag queen MC would be. So much fun. I think it would be... It's, it it's would the, add a lot, I think. It's the direction that, you know, having done now six sexpos... Four or five, I four, think, something? I don't know. It's more than four. I think okay. it's five or six. You know, it's it's time to sort of push boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it... I think that's what sexpo should be, is boundary pushing. And, and show people what else is out there. Yeah. And, because that's really what you want. And that's why people do come, is they want to see what else is there. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I will say someone that we did talk to that mm-hmm. was a refreshing person that we talked to, and apparently she's been at many of the sexpos oh, that we've yeah. gone to, uh, was Michelle Flynn, who is the director behind uh, Light Southern Porn Pornography. Mm-hmm. Pay for your porn, people. Hashtag pay for your porn. Uh, she was awesome she oh, was she was so much fun to talk to yeah yeah she was doing she was at a booth uh promoting her her line of porn the light mm-hmm. southern and then also velvet vr yeah and so she directs non-vr porn and right. we and you'll hear us discuss this in a second uh it's hard to come up with what what is non-vr porn is it just porn then what is vr porn i don't know vr anyway. and non-vr how about that i mean perfect yeah so she directs both kinds and she was basically her her booth though was demonstrating VR porn. Yeah. We got to look at some of it. It was amazing. Woof. Yeah. And uh, we are now looking. At Oculus Go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yes, we are looking at the Oculus now just for the porn uh, mm-hmm. porn aspect of it. So, But we've got a quick little interview with her where we sat down with her for about uh, 15 minutes. And, uh, yeah, do you want to say anything before we jump into that? No, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, my name is Michelle Flynn. And I'm, I guess I don't know if I call myself a director or a producer or like owner of Light Southern. And Light Southern's an, like an adult entertainment company, I guess. And we do like, we have a cinema, we also have a, a toy store and an online toy store, which I forget that I have. Um, <laughs> I, I love those, those things that you forget. Oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we're doing VR and uh, content production. So, like, I shoot for other studio, international studios, so I should do like particular scenes based on what their paradigm is, and that's really my main gig. And then you know, every couple of years I do a feature film or two, and then you know, flog that off where I can. And yeah, that's kind of like that's basically what I do. I want to spend the time doing. Yeah. But most recently, the VR, which everyone's losing their mind over. It is funny. It is pretty cool. I mean, once yeah. you put that mask or the the headset on, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, this is kind of awesome. It's a, it breaks the wall completely. Yeah, you can kind of, and it's it's intimate. And, and what we're trying to do is is create more intimacy. So it doesn't necessarily have to be more explicit or more mm-hmm. hardcore, but it can be 
because of the nature of because you feel like you're there it can just be like a woman coming up and whispering something sexy in your ear and that you know that's creating tone and creating something that's different so we're trying to like play more with that than get too extreme and also like outdoors and make it like look beautiful (laughs) (laughs) all those things that like I like doing anyway so so yeah so it's visually it's visually really different but also like tonally different and you know giving the performers a more direction and and so the person watching has like a motivation for being there so you're not just watching it being a fly on the wall you're you're there and there's a reason for you to be there and then the performers reacting with you based on why you're there if you're you know I don't know, whatever it might be. So it was interesting because when we tried it just for a little bit yesterday, mm. it was quite immersive mm. and it, much more than I expected. It was it was a little bit like, whoa, this is it's kind of cool, but it was yeah. yeah, definitely just more stimulating than I would have expected. I was yeah. very excited because we had a conversation and she was like, yeah, I think we should get an Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> straight to the top. Too. So thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> straight to the top. Straight to the, the most expensive. Like, <laughs> well, we're going to get the level down. Well, we the go, yeah. not the rift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, the only thing, though, like couples, you had, you, it's a very solo experience. Like you can watch like normal porn I don't know I don't know what the word I know, is right. I don't know what, what are we is. calling normal porn like now non, non-VR, non-VR porn, VR porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can watch that together and that can be like a nice thing that you do together but with VR it's very solo yeah very masturbatory <laughs> yeah 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 but like so I think that it could be nice to figure out a way not that I'd do that then bit, we each so need our yeah. Well, so now <laughs> you I mean, share I, that I, experience of like being—I don't know, I don't know. That's way, That's beyond. So what we need is so they've got the toys already that we can interact. You know, I can I can have sex with something and she can feel it change. Yes. Um, yes. So if we can do VR porn where we have different perspectives. Yes. And then we're in different countries or yes. different cities. Yeah. Then we could both be experiencing the same, same movie thing. from different yes. points of view. Yes. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Challenge. That's yeah, the next challenge. challenge. Yeah, but then I'm like, whoa, too much. Too much. Whoa. Well, that's the yeah. producer's problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and director's like, problem. But the, the people that, like, like create all the, you know, create the apps and stuff, well, it's yeah. not what we do. It's very much like we are on set shooting it and then, like, pass it to the nerds to, like, figure it out how to do the rest of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, the technical stuff. Ain't my jam, but don't tell anyone. Damn it! <laughs> we can cut that in post. We'll, we'll yeah. fix that in post. Technical stuff. So, I, I guess the question that a lot of you probably get a million times: How did you get into directing? Whoa! Photography? Oh, oh man. Okay. Yeah, I do get that a lot. Actually, um, so uh, like ten years ago, actually more like twelve years ago, I um. How were you sister. even legal then? Oh, well, I'm thirty-three. Four. Thirty-four. <laughs> So I was 20, 22, 22. Um, and my sister actually worked for this company called Abby Winters. Have we heard of yes. Abby Winters? Yeah. yeah, right. Um, and she was kind of one of the people that, that helped start Abby Winters with, with Gary. Um, so she was working for this company, whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, this is sweet. Like, this girl is like amazing, like, babes. You know, so I started performing and doing a bunch of shoots and meeting all these amazing people and I was like oh you know what I'm probably like not that great in front of the camera because I kind of you know I don't take direction that well I do what I want <laughs> so I'm doing what I want and then um, and then I was like just give me give me a job and they're like no and I'm like come on like, no you don't know how to use a camera 
And so basically I begged, borrowed and stole to like get a job behind the camera and like put me on reception for a couple of months and like I really had to claw my way into it. Anyway, so then I, I worked for them for five years and after five years I was like it's time to do my own thing and then Light Southern was born from kind of that and then yeah so uh, Light Southern's been around for like six six years that's awesome yeah that's great yeah so that's how it yeah that's how I did it and now I'm still here I don't know I still don't know how it's like it's such a hard industry to be in as a producer so I'm I'm very thankful I'm not sure what the secret to success is so being behind the camera do you feel that it's harder being female over being male no so is it pretty equal in the pornography industry or how does that I I think it's what is beneficial is not my gender my experience being in front of the camera so I think that creates Mm. empathy and sympathy so you understand what they're kind of dealing with so you can uh create an environment based on like your own experience and how you found it helpful what was helpful whatever so I'm basically really quick and really easy when I shoot and I make it super easy and super fun for everyone we all get in so we it's all a get good out. environment for everybody yeah, because yeah. I know like I'm shooting and like it taking forever and having to redo things so I just kind of formulate this way that, to make it easy so I think it's not really about me being a woman it's more about my experience your understanding and understanding of what the performers are having to go through um yeah so yeah i'm not sure i think maybe men get a harder shtick because of stigma because of you know stereotypes yeah so potentially it's easier than that (laughs) (laughs) so how did you make the transition from non-vr porn to vr porn what made you get into that well i this is the the velvet, the, the the nerds behind it, the platform, mm-hmm. uh, they reached out to me. They were like, we really like stuff. Like, have you thought about doing VR? I was like, yeah, actually, I've just announced that I'm going to be doing, like, my next film in VR. And they were like, but no idea how to do it. And they were like, oh, really? We can help you do that. I was like, sweet. Okay, cool. And so we met and then we're sitting at a cafe. And one of them, like, put that. I've never even seen, like, VR porn. I just kind of thought that this was where it was going to go. And I put on the headset and I was like hang gliding. It was so, it was the coolest shit ever. And so I was like, yes, this is it. This is, I get it. I get how, how this is going to, you know, translate to what, mm-hmm. to what I do. And that was it. And basically these guys just helped me set up the rig and told me kind of, you know, the pointers, the, how, how I get it going, what I do. And then I just started going gangbusters. So let's just shoot everything. Possibly <laughs> do. I love it. So all of the porn that you've got playing in your booth, of course, is yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, for people who haven't seen it, I saw it's an outdoor one, which is with a tree, and like with, not with a tree, but next to a tree, <laughs> and there's water. It's yeah. beautiful. I yeah. love that. Um, we saw a, uh, a single where, you know, I could actually see what looked like my hand yes. that was masturbating a woman that was awesome. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That actually turns into a full fisting scene. Wow. Yeah. We didn't watch long enough. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, I, no, I feel like the grabs, the grabs on the sample ones aren't very good. Like they're not really, they're not showing the the best parts of each. Well, thing. you don't want to, you don't want like, to like, blow the load too I quickly. I know, but still, it's <laughs> grabbing back off people for anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So, how many VR movies have you done, and how many just normal non VR movies have you done? I mean, I guess six years you've done. Oh, it's uh, VR maybe like thirty scenes. Okay. Right. So 
not not a huge amount. Still trying to get like the return back, mm-hmm. right? And to, to be able to produce more to put more into that project. Um, and non VR scenes, I'm talking like two thousand at least. Wow. wow, at least, and like four or five kind of uh, films or like mm-hmm. big project feature films but yeah like uh, 2,000 at least scenes separate scenes in that's awesome it's, that's awesome there's so many yeah that's, that's... <laughs> but I still get so excited when I see a good frame you know I still get like if you know I'm shooting something I'm like fuck that was good I, I really it doesn't I was like I don't get fucking over it I'm like yeah, sometimes I get over like the politics of the industry like you know, people are like, that's any job, though. Yeah, that any is. Any job, totally, totally. Yeah. But, like, still when, when I'm doing my job and I'm looking through and getting a beautiful frame, I'm like, I still get so excited about well, it. Well, you light up when you talk about you it. And it, yeah. it is, yeah. yeah it's, it shows it's so the, the passion that you have for it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's a good time. And maybe that's the key to it. And maybe that's why I've been able to sustain myself in the industry for so long is because I just, I do, I still get so pumped up about it. I still yeah. get so pumped. But, yeah. <laughs> so, so we talked about it a bit yesterday, and I... We're, we're taking the, the, the dour turn here. Mm. How do you feel you know, when you see pieces that you've produced mm. suddenly on these, you know, people are, are, are ripping them and putting them on free websites? I die. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I understand. I die. So, so tell us about, you know, because we're, uh, as our listeners know, very much pay for your porn. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. But can you tell us in your own words yeah. why? <laughs> oh, where do you start? Where do you start? I mean, as as you know, I don't know, like, we're, we're all just trying to sustain. We're just trying to eat. We're trying to, like, have jobs and create stuff for people that is diverse and interesting, and, and we want to keep doing that. We can't. It's like the whole industry is being, like, taken over by MindGeek, which is the the tube sites, and, yeah. you know, and every, pretty much everything that any producer does gets stolen and put on there. And it's fucked. It's really fucked. And I think, like... To make matters worse, we get so much um, shit from the outside world about, you know, um, kids watching Pornhub and watching porn and, and, it, and you know, parents and people are putting it back on the pornographers. It's like, no, no, it's not, we're not doing it. It's MindGeek that are doing it. That are giving. We have paywalls and we want people over 18 to access our stuff. We want people to pay for it. Well, yes, it's, because you want to eat right, and, you know, live in a house. But we're not, also not making it for kids. So we get, we get all this shit from, like, everyone, the government, fucking parents, everyone. And it's like, well, we're not, we don't want your kids to access this. We're not, I'm not doing, I'm not educating anyone. I'm not here to create education. I'm here to create adult Entertainment, Entertainment. Yeah. and that is all. So it's just come. It's just like our industry's just being ripped off completely, and then we get shit from everyone. It's really hard, and that's what I laugh when people are like, "I really want to get into porn. Like, I want to start shooting porn. I want to make a porn business." I'm like, "Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Everyone hates us and wants to rip us off, and the whole world thinks that that's cool because we're dodgy pornographers. And you know, the world hates. It's so fucked. It's such a. It's a hard industry to be, in. and that's why like we need community. We need like you know, like-minded folks and allies. And, but then you get too much in the community and then it's, it's politics, it's bullshit. So it's, it's it's a tough gig sometimes. I just go surfing. <laughs> <laughs> I just go surfing. Like, I, I live in the country, I go surfing. It's like, to, yeah, just forget about like, have a, how a way to get away. And, yeah, yeah, you just need to have that balance yeah. for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's horrible, it's horrific, and I just I don't know what the answer is mm-hmm. to, to stop it. It's just maybe educating people about what is actually happening 
So we often say when we're doing our, our education, mm. we say what we found is that most people learn about sex and, mm. and having sex either from fooling around with their partners mm-hmm. or by watching porn, mm-hmm. which is like learning about space from watching Star Wars. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's a good, mm-hmm. it's it's action, it's exciting, it's fun to watch, but right. it's not really realistic. Right, right. Um, and, and like a, a teenager or a young mind can't, decipher that can't, right can't go oh, this you can't, we know adults that can't decipher that <laughs> right exactly this is the problem this is what we're facing so i mean yeah for, for kids and, and education they need to be educated firstly on what porn is how accessible it is and that it's not for them yes. it's not for you you know so on an average porn shoot how yep. many people are in the room watching a, a single couple maybe have sex uh for for what i do it's me oh just you oh excellent Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Me and the couple. Wow. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. storyboard and say, this is where we're going to go, this is how we're going to shoot, or do you just let it go a little more let organically? It let it go. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite kind of porn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the, for the feature... <laughs> shit's getting ready. Um, <laughs> for the feature stuff, like, yeah, there'll be, like, you know, shots that I need to get and we'll kind of go through the scene and figure it all out and make sure everyone's on board and everyone's cool but I mean for like just the scenes that I kind of get contracted to do it's very much like this is where we're gonna do it you guys talk about your boundaries um, your limits all that stuff first I don't I don't need to know about that that's between you two test results and then they do it how they want to do it that's cool. pretty much how that's awesome that yeah, is and I just don't stop but and I just but that's another part of like I know like how hard it is when you're trying to have sex with someone and someone's going just stop there just sweat move your leg and you're like come on I'm trying to get my groove on here we've, so it's you know we've been on that as well and yeah. it's, it was a fun experience once yeah. um, I'm not sure it's something I would want to do every single time but uh, yeah you no, we had somebody f- uh, uh, photographing us oh, as we were having sex. Right, uh, right. I'll right. show you some of the pictures. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and it was. But but tricky, right? Because oh, they're yeah. trying to get you in position. And he's got his lights that like... he's dealing with, and he's yeah. like, "I just want you guys to do your thing." And then occasionally it was like, "Okay, just stop for a minute." Yeah, yeah. Click, 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 click. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My thing. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, with her it's easy, but I think with other people it'd be it would hard. be harder. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so types of porn that you shoot is it mm. mostly straight mostly groups mostly lesbian mm. mostly gay so bi women and lesbian mostly I don't know why I'm like I feel like I'm missing something but no that's it that's definitely it um, and that's just what I'm kind of contracted most to do is um, yeah like kind of solo shoots and yeah girl girl stuff yeah 
Well, we should. We, we would volunteer to do a pegging scene if you've never <laughs> really? if you've never filmed a pegging scene. That would be fun. I, actually, that would I, be fun. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. I'd love to. <laughs> there you go. VR so, pegging. Yes. <laughs> There's so many things. From your point of view, that would be. Oh, that awesome. would yes. be fun. Yes. yes. There's so many things, and this one, like this on the VR list, especially, it's mm-hmm. just like there's, there's so many different things to play with, and yeah. that still I don't think is being done yet. Like all like the bigger mainstream studios are pumping out VR scenes, but it's all like the mainstream. Yeah, it all looks tropes. the same. Right. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the same shit. So there's there is definitely like room to do like some real fun stuff, but the money got to come in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go, people. If you want to see this, you have to pay for it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yeah. So, what kind of porn do you watch? Do you watch your own porn, I guess? No, I mean, I, you guess, I guess you have <laughs> no. to during editing. Well, I right? do. I've watched it so much. I like see it, and then I'm like watching it like five times over, like tweaking sound yeah. and doing a bunch of stuff. But I don't know. I don't really, I actually don't really watch much porn. Um, I used to when I was younger, but I think now I feel like it's gonna uh, like it's better if I'm just producing stuff organically. You don't want it to influence. I don't want it to influence your what style, I'm doing. what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, and even like the studio the other day was like, we got some feedback. We don't want to give you too much because we don't want to mess with your style. Cool. Yeah. And I was okay. like, yeah. Okay. Was it is that good or bad? I don't even know. But yes, yeah, sweet. Give me criticism. <laughs> yeah, I got this. <laughs> Take it away. Um. Yeah, so I think feel like I'm not. Yeah, I don't really watch it that much because it, yeah, I don't want to get too. Just want to keep doing what I think is cool. That's awesome. And not like take on too much mm. of that outside influence. But yeah. Yep. Do you have any other questions? No, I was going to say, do you have any no. other questions? <laughs> do you have anything else you want to plug or say? No, we'll, we'll definitely have you plug yourself at the end. It's, uh, thanks for chatting. You guys are cool. Where can we? Fi- where can our listeners find you? Uh, and your content and your content and all the amazing oh, shit that you produce oh, oh god okay okay so <laughs> the, uh, the feature film stuff is on lightsoutherncinema.com the VR stuff is on velvetreality.com and it's just under the lights on the studio and uh, that's it oh, those lights on the toys if you want a toy <laughs> We'll put all of this in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have it written down so we know. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, no, I think that's it. And just my social media, I guess, which is just like Light Southern. Light Southern. Light Southern? Everywhere. Excellent. Or Michelle Flynn. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was a good techie. <laughs> I, I love it. Again, check the show notes. We'll show you where to find her. Uh, definitely go and, and, and join the, the website so that you can get your own... Uh, Awesome yeah. organic sexy on. Yes, exactly. Yeah, awesome. I see some VR porn in our future. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you, thank guys. you so much. Yeah, so that was our interview with Michelle Flynn. She was such a lovely lady to talk to and really interesting work. And she you can see the passion behind what she does. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed talking to yeah. her. Um, Hopefully we'll see more of her in the future and more of her work. Yes. Pay, pay for your porn for and your we'll porn. be able to see more. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and if, Michelle, if you're listening to this, we both volunteer to do porn for you. We would love to do a pegging, <laughs> uh, VR pegging. I think that would be awesome from Angela's point of view. Well, from really anybody's yeah, point of view. It's beautiful from my point of view. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That would be awesome. So, yeah, it was, that With was a lot of fun. down the back. I do have lines. Yes. They're called wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. One. So, uh, jumping back a bit, talking to, uh, boss man, we found out about another party. 
Yes. This was on the Friday night. Yes. Yeah. And that other party is called Switch. Yes. It's, uh, it, so I think they kept referring to it as Switch Night, but if you actually look it up, it's Switch SA on Facebook. South oh, Australia. Switch, South Australia. Yeah. I was like, Switch Saw? What's, <laughs> what's Switch Saw? Yeah. South Australia. But it was uh, basically what he, the way he described it to us was sort of like Hellfire. And it was at a local bar there in Adelaide. Oh, and, uh, if you don't know what Hellfire is, if you are okay, outside, let's of- describe about this. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, basically, it's a it's a night where there's a takeover of a bar, and it's all kind of fetishy. So people go in, and there's typically little play areas. Either a at Hellfire, it's a lot lighter. And I guess we'll talk more about yeah. what Switch was, and that'll give you sort of an idea of what Hellfire is. But I would say Hellfire is a little. I would say it's a dance party with, more with a bit of fetish in there. Yeah, where this was yeah. much more of a fetish party. Yes, uh, it so was. I would if you've heard our podcast talking about sanctuary or R and R, a bit more. This like was that. a lot more like sanctuary and R and R. Yeah, yeah, but in a hellfire setting. Right. Yeah, it was held at a local club, which was quite massive. It was huge. Yeah, downstairs was basically it was pool tables. There was a dance floor, a small dance floor. There was foosball. There were all kinds of little things like that. There was a giant sarcophagus. And when I say giant, I mean a fucking (laughs) giant 10-foot sarcophagus. I got a picture. I'll post it later. Yes. And then what I thought was really interesting was for the switch night in that downstairs area, they took over one little corner and there were cushions and fuzzy blankets and it was just basically a big cuddle area. And it was really, and there were quite a few people over there just cuddling, and it was just, yeah, kind of awesome. Just chilling out. So, rewinding just a bit. Okay. Uh, So, we found out about this party. Both of us were sort of freaking out because neither one of us really brought fetish gear. You had some really sexy dresses that were Patrice Catanzaro-style sexy Mm -hmm. dresses, and I had a Mm button-up, a polo, you know, and mostly t-shirts because we like to brand. So, I I asked a fellow, I was like, you know... Can can I go dress like this? He's like, you guys will be fine dressed as you are. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But so get to the hotel, change, do a quick change. Yep. And we were fortunate in that it was, what, a at most 10-minute walk from where we oh, were maybe. staying? Oh, maybe. Not even that. At yeah. most. Uh, so that was kind of serendipitous. It was convenient. It was serendipity. <laughs> like the heavens were in, sure. the heavens were working for us. Mm-hmm. So we we walked up there. Very super easy to find. Mm-hmm. Walked right in. Uh, he was kind enough to put us on a list. Yes, that was very nice. That we could get in uh, and experience it. And I will say immediately, the attitude of people was different than what we're used to at Hellfire in Sydney. Uh, look, and I'm going to say very plainly, we like Hellfire in Sydney. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we have so much fun. But it tends to be a bit clicky. This group didn't feel clicky, and I don't know if it... And maybe it's because we were new. Maybe. Because we were different. If we lived in Adelaide, it may be... Maybe. I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I guess clicks... I mean, and let's not let's not split hairs. Clicks appear in, in all yeah. forms uh, uh, or in all subsections of society. But it felt... Everybody was People were pretty open. Smiley and, and friendly, yeah. and, and it was kind of cool. So we walk in, like you said, pool table to our right, bar to the left, with a little dance area. And then in the far area, the cuddle pile, mm-hmm. which right there, 
props to that. I think Hellfire needs a cuddle yeah, area. Yeah, that was a really good area. There were a lot of people using it. It wasn't about sex. It no. was clearly, it was sort of like a little pajama party. And people were all curled up and, and talking. And it was this really clear communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we went upstairs. So he did tell us, uh, Boss Man told us that there was going to be a show at 11. So we went upstairs probably about quarter till or so. And there was another bar up there. It was, again, huge up there. Because we thought the downstairs was huge. Yeah, we were like, wow, this place is big. Yeah, and so then you put the two together. But upstairs, there were, what, four St. Andrew's crosses? I know there were, no, I think there were three three St. Andrew's crosses, two spots for suspension by Shibari. Yeah. There's a needle play area. A needle play area, and then a sort of a main stage, okay. which was a pretty good sized stage. Yeah, it was, it was quite good size. Yeah. And then, of course, some seating in front of the stage as well. But it was awesome seating because it was like old sofas and, yeah. and lounges. And it was just like, I love that. Yeah. It's like right there. This is the kind of pub that I or bar that I want to own and, and manage. So... We got up there, like you said, with just enough time for mm-hmm. to find a spot, which I think we found a good spot. I oh, could yeah. see pretty well. Yeah. We didn't have a seat. We stood. But they did this show. It was the group that did it uh, was Gods and Monsters. Oh, I'm glad you remembered because I was yes. just feeling bad that I didn't remember. It, yep. It was Gods and Monsters. And so the theme for the night, which, of course, we didn't know going into it, very quickly found out looking around because I, I think they also do a best dress contest or something. But the theme for the night was... Uh, I no place like home. No place like home. There you go. It was Wizard of Oz themed, and so the stage show that the group Gods and Monsters did was it was a very Rule Thirty Four esque kind of Wizard of Oz type show. The and it whole was, time I'm watching this, I'm thinking this is Rule Thirty Four. Yeah, maybe even on steroids. Yeah, it was. It was just this twisted, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like there was a, a section where so. Um, Dorothy was a, a, a really attractive bearded dude in drag, um, but he had his full beard and he mm-hmm. was cute. Anyway, uh, and then so the, the Wicked Witch of the West comes out with a tray at one point and lifts the tr- tray off and it's a brain. Mm-hmm. And she's taunting or tempting the cowardly lion to eat the brain which I'm pretty sure was the Scarecrow's brain, who at the time was tied to a St. Andrew's cross, and she had her lips sewn shut. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm watching this, I'm like, holy shit. And the the Tin Man is frozen, seated at the, like, in a position of power. Well, then the cowardly lion pounces on the brain and just tears into that shit. <laughs> and, it, like, Dorothy's crying the whole time. I was like, the whole thing was disturbing in all the wonderful, best ways. But it was really ways. awesome, yeah. And I kept thinking, you know, it's like, I really wish Amy could see this, who is the genius behind Rule 34. I was like, she would love this. And, yeah. and we need to connect her with the, yeah. with this group because I know she's moving Rule 34 to different areas, uh, to different areas yeah. trying to spread it out across Australia. Mm-hmm. And if she goes to Adelaide, these this group would be, they would be good. Oh, yeah. my God. They would be epic. But yeah, and there was these just like wonderfully disturbing scenes. One Another one that jumps out in my mind was the... <laughs> Tin Man jacking off this giant metal. It's like the thing that you would spray bugs with, like mm-hmm. your grandparents would spray bugs with. And it was like he's jacking it off and suddenly spraying liquid all over Dorothy, who's on her knees. <laughs> and then there's like this pegging reference. And there's a lot of fucking in the, the – yeah, it was – it yeah. was beautiful. It I was. I was I'm watch, I, the whole time I was watching this, I think I was smiling from ear to <laughs> ear. I was like, this, this is what entertainment's supposed to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it was so, it was so good. It was such a great performance mm-hmm. art piece, and you know, I really wish we had had an opportunity to say something to them, like, guys, yeah. this is amazing. What yeah. what you did was awesome. Yeah, it was very well put together, well performed. It was yeah, it was really good. It I was, was yeah. I was happy because at first, you know, when they were like, oh, there's gonna be a show. Didn't really have any clue what to expect. No, None no. whatsoever. But I was so happy with and that. And we've seen some good shows at Hellfire. Oh, yeah. Not to put Hellfire down. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I will say, I have never seen anything like what I saw. It's a different style. Yeah. the It's a different style. It was, yeah. It was yeah. rough, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And polished in a really good way as well. It was just great. I loved yeah. it. Loved it. So, uh, so after that performance... Mm-hmm. We, I think I got another drink because yeah. I needed it. <laughs> yeah, we had another drink. And then we went upstairs and uh, play was, I'm going to say play, was in full swing at that point. The crosses were being used. Yep. There were people in both of the Shibari areas. Yep. The needle play had not quite yet started. That came later. And it was, so we just kind of wandered and, and watched a bit people on the crosses. And there was one couple in particular that caught our eye on one of them. And he was very well put together. He was a puppy. He was in his uh, three-piece suit. I'm not sure he was a puppy. He may have been a dog. He may have been a dog because he was dominant. Yeah. Which puppies usually aren't. Yeah. Because when we first saw them together, she was dressed up like one of the Dorothys. Yes. Because the Oz theme. And he had on his three-piece suit, so he had a nice vest and everything and... Uh, but he had a, a really nice dog mask on. Yeah, that's exactly what really I want. Nice. I was looking at that going, I want to, I, and I don't say this very often, but I want to be dressed like you. Like, mm-hmm. like I saw him and, and it was like, that's my, yes. that's the look I would love to yes. try to copy. He was well put emulate, together. Emulate. And so when we first saw them, we thought he's a puppy. But then once they, yeah, she got on the cross and he was very clearly dom to her. So it was like, Ooh, uh, maybe not. So yeah, maybe he was. Maybe a, a dog. A, a, I don't know. I actually this. I need to look this up now because I'm not really sure. But yeah. it was awesome to watch him work yes. and and her react. And ooh, they were both very attractive people. Yeah. Um, and really into what they were doing, which yeah. is exciting. And and yeah. It, yeah, they were just. I think we watched them for mm-hmm. 20 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe longer. And when we finally stopped watching them, they still weren't done playing. No. Uh, so yeah. it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Next to them, uh, at one point. There was a group of young ladies doing candle wax, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, they <laughs> they kept getting the wax really close to the one young lady's uh, fishnet stockings, and I kept thinking, "You're going to go up like a like <laughs> I'm going to throw myself on you to put you out." Yeah, but uh, no, she didn't. So, no. but there was a lot of please stop moving because her crinoline was getting really close. Yeah, to the open flame, and then at the same time, we were watching uh, a, a shibari suspension yeah it was like it was great it was like you didn't know where to look mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of lot of action going on and it was just and there were people moving all throughout there were other little play scenes here and there even off of those as well and like the couple that was on the when she was on the saint andrew's cross there was a, a guy that came up to them and was interested because they had a little electroshock thing yeah that he was that her partner was using on her popping her with yeah and there was a guy who came up who was really interested in that and so they chatted for a bit about it and then he even got to use it on her a little bit you know with of course partner supervising and whatever but it was just it was such a interactive environment that it was it wasn't like i'm doing my thing you can't interrupt or you can't talk to me kind of thing yeah. it was just you know if, if you wanted to learn and if you wanted to get more information 
talk to the people. Yeah, yeah, people were completely open about it. And I think that was part of what we really liked about that environment. To me, it seemed like that perfect cross between Hellfire and Studio Kink. Yeah. It was like a perfect marriage of that. It was a, it was it felt I mean it was more Hellfire than Studio Kink, but there was a, clearly that camaraderie. Camaraderie and, and yeah. openness to teach and and to learn and to get information out there uh, to demonstrate. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So at one point, you know, <laughs> three or four you know where I'm going yeah. already. I love oh yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, of course, after three or four beers, I don't know, I needed to use the facilities. So we were standing very close to the facilities. So I walked in, used the bathroom, and then turned around to wash my hands. And there in the sink was a cow's heart. I know this because my mom used to cook cow's hearts. You can eat cow's hearts. Anybody out there who says you can't is wrong or has never lived as a poor boy in Kentucky. (laughs) But you can eat cow's hearts. And I looked at that and knew exactly what it was the second I saw it. So I left the restroom without washing my hands. I thought it was better that way. And immediately walked to you and Mm -hmm. said, there's a cow's heart in the sink in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. To which you said... Is it real? Yes. Actually, at first I think you went, no. Is it real? (laughs) And then you walked back in. And I was like, no, it's real. I know it's real. I know what they look like. Uh And you went... It's probably plastic. You were trying to placate me. Uh (laughs) So I was like, hmm, okay. So about, you know, breaking the seal, uh, 30 minutes later, I had to pee again. So I walked back into the bathroom, used the facilities. Now, I'm staring at this cow's heart. And I wish somebody had walked in on me at that point because I was just sort of like staring forlornly at this cow's heart (laughs) trying to decide what I was going to do. And I was like, I got to touch it. It's the only way to know. So I go, I'm bringing my finger down towards this cow's heart and I get about a centimeter half inch away from it, and I recoil back. Because I don't really want to touch this cow's heart because I'm not going to wash my hands afterwards because there's a fucking cow's heart in the fucking sink. (laughs) So, did what any rational thinking human being would do. I went to the bath, to the toilet, got a big old wad of toilet paper, wrapped it around my thumb mummy style, and then touched the cow's heart. It sprung back. It was a real cow's heart. Mm -hmm. So I threw that away in the toilet. I did flush the toilet. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Ran out to you and went, yep, it's real. Yeah. And then what did you do? I went into the men's restroom because I wanted to see it for myself. (laughs) You popped back out and you're like, yep, it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we're still... And and just as a side note, there was nothing that exciting in the women's restroom. Come on, women. I I was going to say, I meant to even ask you. No, get your act together, women. We need excitement, too. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, that's such... I hate to generalize, but that's such a boy thing to do. <laughs> and there's so many questions. I mean, why? How? Where did it come from? Who put it in there? When? How long had it been in there? I mean, just, yeah. And how do you, how did they carry it in? Do they have it like wrapped in a little grocery bag or yeah, just? I mean, it yeah. probably was in butcher's paper. Um, but why? That's the big question. I why? mean, I think it's really entertaining, but I still would like to know who thinks, I know what I'm going to do tonight. What's going on out there? I, I thought they were like I thought I heard sex noises like headboards banging against the wall. Probably, but it only some... lasted for like ten strokes. I'm yeah. opening. Oh, there they're going again. Doom, doom, it doom, doom. could just be somebody hanging a picture. I like to think I'm. All right, maybe somebody's having sex. We'll we'll believe that. They're hanging this picture while having sex. There you go. That's talent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So look, I'm thinking it was for ambiance 
because yes. it was like a you know kink fetish thing. Let's go dark. Let's bring in a heart. Right. Or maybe it's an arousal thing, and they really, really wanted to get a heart on. Oh, terrible. So terrible. Waka, waka, waka. Ugh. <laughs> what? Yeah, so that was exciting. Well, yeah. That was interesting. So, yeah, that that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, though, we had a really good time at Switch, and I'm really glad that... The- Boss man with Pierre Rope yes. invited us and told us about it because we would have had no idea that there was anything like that. Look, admittedly, I was really lazy going into this because I was so busy the couple of weeks before that I didn't look up to see what parties and what things were going on. No, we so didn't. it was lovely for him to yeah. to pitch it to us and and let us know. And it was such a good experience. I really enjoyed it. If you're in the Adelaide area or in, or anywhere in South Australia. Uh, or going to Adelaide, check them out. It's, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the performances were great. The, watching everybody play was great. Yeah. And the people themselves were great. The people that we interacted yeah. with, yeah. So, yeah, give it a go. Yeah, it was good. Um, I do want to talk about the hotel room that we stayed in <laughs> real quick. Uh-huh. This, you know, during, this, during this little Radelaide trip, uh, the hotel was not Radelaide. It was one step above a hostel. It was at least close to the convention center. It was very, like, you could throw a rock and yeah. hit the convention center. So that was a plus. But, and it was clean. It was extremely it was clean. clean. Yes. But the mattress, the bed, was on wheels. Yes. And so with each, and it was, you know, we're not used to having sex on a normal mattress. Right. We have a foam mattress, which means, and I don't know if you ever thought about this if you don't own a foam mattress, but if you own a foam or memory foam mattress or latex mattress, there's no spring back. Right. You don't jump on that kind of a bed because it doesn't spring you. Which means when you fuck on that bed, which each thrust that I thrust into you, you don't push back. It's just you, mm-hmm. which I actually quite like. I rather have sex on a latex or foam mattress rather than a traditional spring mattress. Curious, how are you? How do you feel about oh, that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it feels a lot more natural, and maybe it's because I'm used to it because I've had one for so long. Yeah. But it feels a lot more like. The movements are us. Mm. It's not the bed moving us. So, and don't get me wrong. Occasionally, it is nice to have sex on a spring mattress because basically, and you're I like, just Woo. well, basically, I just do push-ups and and you're p- bouncing under me. It's like so you're doing all the real work, which uh-huh. is kind of nice. But when you're on wheels, I felt like we were we were drifting a lot. Um, yes, and there was a lot of headboard hitting the wall. Well, because it also had the you know thin layer of wood headboard on the wall. So whenever the bed that was on the wheels would hit, it didn't hit like fabric or anything yeah. soft. It, it hit, hit wood. Wood. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the only thing hitting wood, baby. <laughs> uh, so it that was a problem. Yeah, it was a comfortable mattress to sleep on. Yes. But I mean, come on, a hotel with a bed on wheels—that's just that's just that's cliche. Just, yeah. <laughs> It's great. It was it was entertaining. Uh-huh. We did have some really really good sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that was that's my one pet peeve right there. Mm-hmm. Then on Monday we were lucky enough. We've got some podcast listeners out in out in Radelaide that yeah. we know, and they had come to. Um, they came to Sydney. Was it the pendulum party that they came yes. to? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ages ago, mm-hmm. or last not this not the most recent one, but the one before mm-hmm. that. So they came out. And, but they were kind enough to come into the city. They came to Sexpo. They, they, you know, spent. We had two really great dinners with oh, them. Yeah. There's some good Italian, by the oh. way, in Adelaide. 
I did not know what to expect for food, but there was some good Italian. And I don't say this lightly. I honestly think my favorite pizza I have ever consumed came from Adelaide. Wow. I know. That's, that's, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. So, well done, Adelaide. Well done. So, y'all have shit coffee, though. Sorry. And seriously, we need to talk. We need to talk about the mullets. God damn. Like, <laughs> Adelaide, the Kentucky of, of South Australia. Um, so many mullets. It was like MacGyver came there. Like, anyway. So... Well, there's the new MacGyver. Maybe that's it. Does he have a mullet? No. Oh, God, I hope not. Anyway, maybe that's it. Anyway, uh, we got to talk about your haircuts. We, we got to get some barbers in, in Adelaide. <laughs> but we had so much fun with them, and, and they were so kind enough to, to take us to, uh, to the McLaren Vale mm-hmm. uh, wineries. We, I think we hit four or five wineries mm-hmm. with them on a Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday. Don't judge. And it was that it was some great wine. It was so yeah. much fun. Wonderful conversation. Beautiful, sexy human beings. Yeah. Yes. Good scenery. Inside the car and out. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was overall it was a great weekend. Sexpo was was Sexpo again. I wish we you know the boundaries are pushed a bit more. Sexpo needs to grow. Yeah, it's stagnant. It's it's starting to feel stale. And maybe it's just because we go. Well, I think all that's some of it. I think that is some of it. But you know, but I still this, say the job of Sexpo is to push people's boundaries. Yes, and I think like the uncouth cards did that a bit. Uh, the VR porn did that. Some of the leather goods and the fetish and the kink stuff. But still, there's yeah. still three paintball booths. Really? It's fucking A. Yeah. It's like there's three paintball boots. Yeah. Like, do we really need this much fucking paintball? No. no, we don't. I actually, the mattress booths that they had at the one in Sydney, yeah. I'm okay with because that makes sense. Because at least you fuck on mattresses. Yeah. But if you're having sex while doing paintball, you're doing it really wrong or really right. Not sure which. Not sure but, which. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we had we had fun there. Switch was amazing. Wine tasting was fantastic. It was overall it was just really really lovely weekend, and we definitely need to get back down to Adelaide at some point. Agreed. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's so much there's so much in Australia, but especially some of these cities that we just touch on for long weekends, and it's like ooh, we need to get back and we need to see more. And yeah, yeah. So to go non-sex just for a second, mm-hmm. um, there was something that we saw in Adelaide that I keep calling it Adelaide. Sorry, it's Adelaide, but you know it's pretty rad. There was something that we saw that I, that got me really, really, really excited. And you're making a face because I'm trying I, to remember what it is. You're trying to remember what it is. We saw a plesiosaur skeleton. Oh yes, we did. <laughs> like, look, some of us on this podcast. Okay, one of us on this podcast, not naming names, it's me, is a dinosaur nerd. I like. I am addicted to dinosaurs. Let's go a little further and just say you're just a big kid. I'm a big kid, but dinosaurs are fucking amazing. They are amazing. And. Yes. We were with this other couple walking out in front of the science museum tw- 10 minutes, 12 minutes before it closed. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah, there's a plesiosaur skeleton in there that's been completely opalized. And I'm just like, like I'm trying to hold myself in. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I really like this couple. I don't want to turn them off by being too Bradford. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they listen to the podcast, so they know, but you know, you know, but you don't know, you know, you know? <laughs> no. I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, so there's a plesiosaur skeleton in there, eh? You know, that was my favorite dinosaur because, you know, that's what they thought the Loch Ness Monster was, was mm-hmm. a plesiosaur and an elasmosaurus. Anyway, so they were like, yeah, 
it's I was like, oh, how much is it to get in there? Because I was thinking for next time. They're like, oh, yeah. it's free. Do you want to see it? And I was like, can, can we? Yeah. <laughs> and I think they were like, oh, my God. So, yes. So, we basically ran in. Fortunately, they knew exactly where it was. Yes. And we walked in, and the lady goes, well, we close in. I was like, all we want to see is the Plesiosaur. And then we'll be right back. We'll leave. And the the docent lady was like laughing at me and then said, okay, it's right around. And the lady we were with, she goes, oh, I know where it is. And so we all ran to this plesiosaur. <laughs> it's an opalized plesiosaur. And what that means is that when the dinosaur's bones started to deteriorate, instead of normal minerals and whatnot, it was opal. So this whole dinosaur glows. It's like opalescent dinosaur. It's, it's so kind I, of awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. I was so excited. Uh, yeah, if you saw the picture of me on Instagram and Twitter w- with the my my monster head mm-hmm. next to the mm-hmm. plesiosaur's head, that wasn't the opalized one. It was a it was a fake one, but that was how excited I was. I was like, Rawr! so yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. I know this is a, a sex and well being <laughs> and bisexual podcast, but sometimes we have to talk about dinosaurs. Just saying. <laughs> I think it's okay. Oh, it was so exciting. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. <laughs> like, I'm still excited about that. It's like I want to go back to Adelaide just so I can spend a little while with that dinosaur. Yeah. In an intimate, uh-huh. biblical way. Uh-huh. <laughs> as intimate as they will allow in the museum. I want it to be opalized, and I'm going to opalize the case that it's hanging in, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I think I need a carton full of Windex. Wow. That's, that's special. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, really, Adelaide was a great trip. Yeah. It, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, like, like we said, our typical opinion of Sexpo, but... Uh, we did get invited to a swingers party, yes. but I got to be honest. That was on Saturday. Night. That was on Saturday. There, this is the same group that's considering or that is looking to open a, a mm-hmm. club. We're not going to name names just yet because I don't know if we're allowed to. I don't know either. Um, but they're looking at opening a club, and honestly, Admittedly, Saturday we were just so exhausted. We were wiped. Yeah, we were so exhausted, and we knew that Sunday was going to be a big day, and Monday was going to be a big day, and so we just made the decision: let's have a quiet evening, just yeah. a bottle of wine or two. <laughs> And just kind of relax and chill out, recover from the last few days, get ready for the next few. Yeah. And knowing that they're going to open a club probably early next year, we didn't feel like we were completely missing out because we thought, well, we can always come back once the club yeah, is open. Yeah, and what we'll do is, what you know, once yeah. they open the club and get the club open a couple of weeks, we'll fly down there, yeah. spend a weekend, hit the club, hit the dinosaur. <laughs> uh-huh. And, you know, and then, and then yeah, yeah. you will. You'll hit that dinosaur. Yeah, we'll. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrannosaurus sex. So, um, yeah. So I we. It was a please me a sore. Oh my god! I love you so much. I need new shorts now. I just had. <laughs> I just had a little accident. Uh-huh. It wasn't wine. It was semen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was a good trip. And yeah, yeah I, I texted the fellow and I was like, look, I got to be honest, we're exhausted. We, our, we had one of the last talks of the night. We did. It was like and 9.30 talk. Yeah. Then, and yeah. I was like, all we wanted was a big plate of pasta and some red wine. He was like, that's totally understandable. We'll see you guys once we open the club. Yeah. Like, totally. And it, it, that'll be fun. That'll be a good trip. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, any other things you want to touch on? Smack oh, around? I think so. I'm going to apologize right now mm-hmm. because I know our listeners, we've gotten multiple messages. <laughs> I've gotten four <laughs> private messages just today saying, how was Pendulum? Yep. And guess what? You fuckers have to wait. Wow. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not me. I'm not the asshole. Well, we wanted to get Sexpo out first. And also, we would like to get the gentleman on to talk about Pendulum as well, That's because right. he had a different experience to where we did. And small spoiler alert, 
we didn't play with him a whole lot. So no, I know. So we wanted to get his view and our view. Exactly. So that's why you have to wait one more week. Yeah, so we're going to get the gentleman on. Yeah, sorry, 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 Saz. Uh, we want to get the gentleman on and talk with him about it because we did have both different experiences. Yeah. And let me just, again, spoiler alert, they were all fucking amazing. Holy shit, it was so, amazing. Yeah, so, and then we had a pretty big weekend. And yeah. so we'll talk about that as well and some of the things we did. Yeah. Some of the vastly naughty things. I broke a record. Mm-hmm. And did you break any records? I don't know if I started adding up orgasms, maybe, because it was a very orgasmic weekend. Yeah, I think you did break a record. You did something that you hadn't done in a long That's time, true. at least. That's true. We'll talk and about And then that. we, the three of us did something that we mm-hmm. had never successfully done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, just wait, next week, guys, it's going to be on like fucking Donkey Kong. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you've got questions, comments, or rude remarks you want to ask us between now and next week, mm-hmm. find us on all of our social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we are at By the By Podcast. Or you can email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Our website is back up and running now, www.bythebye.com.au. It doesn't have a lot of special shit on it, but give me time. I'm working on it. I'm adding bits and pieces. Uh, Maybe by the end of the year. Yeah, every few days I add a, a little bit. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, some exciting stuff coming up that we can't officially talk about yet. Uh, you're listening to this on Wednesday. This mm-hmm. Saturday, I will be at Hero's Table in Yarum. Hero Round Table. Hero's Round Table. Hero's Round Table. Yeah. I say Hero's Table. I left the round out. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's a round table, like you know, yeah. King Arthur and his, and his uh-huh. knightly knights. So uh, I'll be at Hero's Round Table uh, presenting on bisexuality and my experience and how what we can do to help the bisexual experience. I'm totally fucking stoked for that. Yeah. It's a full weekend of yeah. of inspirational talks. So, yeah. That's it's going to be, be full on, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be full on. I'm yeah. nervous, but it's this weekend. So, yeah, if you're in Yarram, uh, Victoria, which is a, a few hours southeast of Melbourne, come and uh, check us out. Yeah. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.